All right, I am Haggai Davis III, along with Haggai Davis II, and we'd like to welcome you to Tech Gumbo. Our show is a conversation about the past, present, and future of all things technology that we like to keep topical, interesting, and digestible. We want to thank our sponsor, Cardinal Capital, for making this possible. Cardinal Capital connects businesses to capital. It doesn't matter what business that you are in, Cardinal Capital has the resources all across the United States that are willing to help fund organizations of all sizes, life cycles, categories, and locations. Cardinal Capital works with you to craft the best commercial finance package for you to achieve your business goals. Whether you're looking to refinance current debt because of the new government programs and favorable interest rates, or finance new equipment, or maybe you're trying to acquire another business entirely, Cardinal Capital has the resources to make it happen. When lenders cannot do a loan, they seek out Cardinal Capital to help. The Cardinal Capital guys are easy to work with and fun to be around. Contact them today at 225-308-3700 or send them an email at info at cardinalcap.net and they'll be happy to help you with your commercial finance needs. So each week we take a listener question about a topic that the listener was interested in. They went to our website, techgumbo.net. They went to the question of the week tab and submitted a question. And this week's question, which was interesting, said, should I be worried about my iPhone when it gets really hot? And considering how hot things have been lately, this is a very timely question. And, yeah, the temperature outside plays into this. But I got to tell you, uh, this is something that I've dealt with on my iPhone, regardless of the model of iPhone and regardless of the temperature outside. So I think, Haggai, you care if I take a stab at this one? And, you know, you, you know yeah. what I've done uh, as a user, and it, it's unbelievably simple. Power down. That's it. I turn it off. Like, when I feel it getting hot, and, okay, let me rewind the clock here. Remember about two years ago, we started seeing stories about iPhones exploding or bursting into flame, or not just iPhones, smartphones exploding or bursting into flame. And every couple months or so, you would see another story of it. And then I believe it was around late summer last year, there was this video that went viral of a phone bursting into flame. And I saw that and it got me thinking, man, my phone's gotten hot before, you know, it's like it puts you on alert. Like your phone's in your pocket, your thigh starts to heat up. Get that thing out of your pocket quick, right? Well, I found that just turning the daggum thing off for maybe five minutes, five minutes tops, and boot it back up again, and everything seems right. It's like it readjusts itself. If you allow it to cool down, and it's not in the overheat mode anymore. I don't know the science behind it. I just know that's what I do. Well, and, and that is part of the technical answer. If right. So, like, when I'm riding around in my truck, I've got a, a phone cradle that's attached to the windshield. And, yes, yeah, sometimes if I'm driving towards the sun, that sun can heat that phone up real fast, and it'll start doing wonky things. So either I, I usually wind up taking that phone out of the window <laughs> holding it in front of the AC vent just to cool it down pretty quick. But you need to do things like that. Take your phone away from the, the direct line of sight to the sun. Don't mm-hmm. sit there and take pictures of the sun with your phone kind of thing, if that's what you're doing. And if you're if you're a power user on your smartphone, shut down a bunch of the apps that are running in the background. Any of the GPS things, anything that's constantly making some connection, just take some of the usage off of the phone that will cool it down. Smartphones typically cool off relatively quickly. If you have a protective case on your phone, take the case off. Those cases sometimes act as insulators and they hold the heat in 
just as much as protect the phone. So punch some holes in the in the protective case to allow the heat to flow through or just take the phone out of the case. Real big things. So you said you put it in front of the AC vent for a little while. I, I got to ask, like, if you're in, if you're at home, what about throwing it in the fridge? Not really a good play. Phones don't okay. like moist environments like that. The condensation okay. from a from your refrigerator or the freezer is not the the typical environment that you want to take your phone. And it's and and I've heard people trying to because some of the phones are mostly water resistant. Running your phone under the water, you really don't need to do that either. If you just set it on the counter, power it down two three minutes, and it should be back in in full working order and cooled off pretty quickly. I, you know, I know some phones are, are, are labeled as water resistant, but uh, getting back to our Netflix YouTube topic, I got to tell you, after watching a couple seasons of House of Cards, I can't imagine putting my phone under running water unless I want to do anything but kill it. Exactly, especially if it's salt water. So for that listener who sent us that question, we will be sending out a Tech Gumbo mug, the big 20-ounce mug with our logo on it. If you would like a free Tech Gumbo mug, Go to our website, techgumbo.net, and click over to the question of the week tab. Send us a question. We'll, if we use your question, we will then send you a mug for free. And no, once again, we did not keep anybody's information. We do not sell ads. We don't care. All we want is listeners to listen to our show. So the big story of the week, again, it's hard sometimes to turn away from the train wreck that is Twitter. But this one starts off kind of fun. Okay. For those of you who were around last week, we talked about the possibility of Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg getting into a ring and and duking it out. That didn't work out so much because Elon's mom shut it all down. When you're in your 40s and your mom has to come in and stop you from fighting another nerd. Like, it just, it, yeah. I, I was waiting to see how the story turned the corner to where it would get worse, and it somehow did. Oh, by the way, Elon is 51 years old, and his mom stepped in. Sorry, 51. Right. But somebody created this, there's a video game, a pro wrestling video game kind of thing, but they did a little tweak, and they took the heads of, of Zuckerberg and Musk, and they slapped on these these characters. And so, if you go to zuckvmusk.com, you can play the video game completely for free. And and it's you can jump off the top rail, you can grab a chair out of the you know and smack the other guy with a chair, you know, bounce off the ropes, all of those fun things. And this is like a combination of it. it well, just looking at it, it's a combination of like a wrestling video game, but also you remember the jib jab guys? Just yes. the way the face. Like the way the faces are just kind of pasted on top of wrestlers' bodies, it reminds me of those jib jabs from more than a decade ago. Yeah, that's that's a really good. I remember that. That's right. I mean, it does. It looks like the jib jabs and things, and and it's just silly that you know here these are two grown men, they're billionaires, two of the richest people on earth, and mm. just come on, let's see them get in the ring for real. It would be nice. It would be nice. I mean, if Donald Trump can show up on Monday Night Raw, I mean, long before he was president, but, you know, let's not forget that happened in real life, too. Here's my question for you, though, Haggai. Which between Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg do you think has played the game the most? I'm going to say I'm going to say Zuckerberg probably played it the most just because he's 
he's still in his 30s. He's younger. He's more. Okay. I don't know. I mean, they're both uber nerds. I mean, I don't know. It'd be interesting. So I'm reminded of, remember the movie The Social Network? Oh, yes. Okay, that closing scene where he just keeps hitting refresh to see if the girl he liked to uh, edit his friend or, you know, uh, accepted his friend request. He just kept hitting re- uh, refresh, refresh, refresh and got nothing. That's what he's doing with this game as well. He just keeps fighting oh, yeah. Elon and pile driving Elon or or the people's elbow or whatever his signature move might be. He's just, you're right. He's just pummeling this. And, 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 you, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past. I would think Elon Musk has spent a time or two punching on, on Zuckerberg on this. So I, I just, I find this is funny. Zuckvmusk.com. Go play the, go play the game for free. It, it's funny. Moving along with Twitter and things that are funny. So we've got this new CEO, Linda Yaccarino. She's she's been now on the job since the the first week of of June. However, she still has her non compete with NBC Universal. So she was hired to sell advertising, but she can't go out and talk to advertisers until next June. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot within this story that I like and don't like. Uh, number one, the fact that she can't officially talk to advertisers is a little bit jacked up, especially when as a CEO, she's got to be fielding questions and kind of on the hot seat for the next story. But we'll get to that in a little bit. As far as the non-compete's concerned, I look at it like the uh, the dead periods in recruiting in college sports. It's like you always wonder just how much do they adhere to the dead periods where you can have, quote unquote, no contact with a recruit. Does that transfer over into this world as well, where, you know, Linda can't call Bush's baked beans to see if they want to advertise on Twitter. But, you know, Linda's friend, Minda, might make a phone call or two, right? Like, how much of this is we're going to bide our time. We're going to look like we're playing by the rules, but more in the corporate world happens off the books and behind the scenes until it's, you know, it's all unofficial until it's official. And then her first day selling ads, is it just going to flip like a switch and be like, yeah, she'd been doing the work the whole time. We just couldn't make note of it. You know, it's interesting. Or if, if Joe, the sales guy, calls Bush's baked beans and has on a speakerphone from a conference room, and and the new CEO just happens to be in that room and is now part of the conversation. She didn't initiate the call, so you know, non competes are, are are just silly to me. I mean, you're really going to try and stop her from doing what she's been trained to do? No, completely. And you can walk past all that. No, nothing in a non compete says she can't talk to anybody. She can't sell. Okay, well, how hard is that? How hard is it to, quote, unquote, not sell? I mean, if I'm talking to somebody about the benefits of advertising on my show, and then I say, oh, by the way, here's Jared from sales, I didn't sell anything. I let Jared from sales handle that. All I did was walk in and talk up what I'm doing on the radio. Like, that's not what, – what constitutes sales? Exactly. And it's not like she's out there saying, oh, don't spend your money on NBC Universal. Come spend all your money on Twitter. Well, nobody in the world's going to do that. Right. But if, if she's just out there saying, hey, Twitter is a good place to come advertise, that's a whole lot different story than – her leaving with her Rolodex from NBC Universal and, and calling all of those existing clients and saying, hey, look, 
I know you've been spending money over there, but how about a little money over here kind of thing? I don't see her doing that. No, me neither. Me neither. And what's, what's messed up, uh, well, I shouldn't say messed up. So the, you said next June, but I don't think they have that narrowed down to a specific day. And neither uh, Yaccarino nor Musk were available for interviews uh, within the story. But if you're, you know, if you're a spectator in this, in this game, uh, I would think you're looking at the expiration of Yaccarino's non-compete as kind of the canary in the coal mine for Twitter's long-term existence. Like, I know there's a penchant for people to, like, consistently say, okay, this is the week that Twitter's dying. But this is a real-life, real-time, uh, you know, alarm. Because if she can't sell for that long and doesn't sell for that long, then come next June, or, you know, which, you know, one year from now, basically, or 11 months from now, we should have a real barometer of its viability because Yaccarino, by all accounts, has been phenomenal in this realm in every other facet. And she's going to have to do some magic because Twitter's revenue is already off 60% from this time a year ago. Yeah. So you're off 60%. You've got these big, huge corporations saying, I don't want my product on on Twitter next to some somebody going off on some ridiculous rant because there's no content moderation. Uh-uh. I'm, I'm just not ready for that. So if you can't get these big companies to come back and spend their their advertising, is Twitter going to be around a year from now for her to worry about that non-compete? Well, okay, so that's where all the back-channel stuff comes back into play, right? If you're an investor and you're looking at what to buy, I'm circling that date on the calendar as well, and you're going to hear stories like everybody in New York, everybody on Madison Avenue – these stories don't say say secret. They can't be proven in court. Enforcing a non-compete on this level uh, would be uh, an uphill battle, to say the least. But if you're hearing the buzz about what Yaccarino's doing behind the scenes, you're going to front your money to know that the ship will – well, I'm not saying you, but there are there is a huge chunk that would front their money in order to say, in order to say if I can hold out till X date – then I know that this is going to be a, you know, a boat that I want to be on. And I'll, I'll put my ad dollars on it as well because somebody else's ad dollars are already riding that train. The other thing that's going on in the past week is that Twitter has now come out and said they're limiting the number of posts that a user can read. And they're going to make, if you use TweetDeck like I do, you're going to have to pay to use it. And this is just two things that are going to mean I'm done with Twitter personally. Elon Musk said this was a temporary thing, though, right? He, he said um, it was a temporary change, and it, this is about data scraping and system manipulation, which as a, as a Twitter user on my cell phone or just on my phone when I use Twitter and I scroll through Twitter, this is never, ever going to affect me. The way you use Twitter, though, is different, isn't it? No, very much differently. Because I use TweetDeck, I look at Twitter from my computer. I don't look at it on my phone. So mm-hmm. the great thing about TweetDeck is it it allows your your feed to just roll past without you having to hit refresh and refresh and refresh. And then if you want your just general feed to roll by, or like during LSU baseball's run, I had the uh, at LSU baseball everything. 
associated with LSU baseball had its own separate column. And then everything to do with Talk 107.3 has its own separate column. And any column that mentions Tech Gumbo has its own separate column. So I have all these separate columns. And there's one that just mentions hashtag LSU. And so all of these things just continuously roll by. So that limit of 600 tweets, I can do that in about 30 minutes, just looking with Twitter on my computer screen. Yeah, but, like, when you're using TweetDeck, that's Twitter on steroids, though. Like, when I'm watching a big game, when I'm watching State of the Union, I live tweet the heck out of the State of the Union. But when I'm using Twitter just in its solitary form, not in a multiple-faceted form, I'm not going to reach that limit. No, you won't. I will, though. And and that's what's frustrating me because, I, I number one, I don't like Twitter on my phone. I don't like reading things on my phone. I'm just too old for that. I, I don't like that little small screen. I like a big computer screen. And so that's why Twitter works better for me on my computer because I can use that tweet deck on my computer. You can't use tweet deck on your phone. And right. so for Twitter to now tell me, oh, I'm going to have to pay $8 a month to become a verified Twitter account, I'm just, I'm done with Twitter. And who knows? I may be switching over to threads from Meta. Mighty. Oh, yep. All right. Set it up because I got I got comments. Yeah. So on July 6th, by the time you hear this, Meta's thread product is going to have launched, and it is going to be the the Twitter killer, is what it's being labeled as. Oh man. Yeah. So if Twitter's going to die, it's going to die on its own. Mark Zuckerberg is not going to kill it with meta threads. But, I mean, memo to Mark Zuckerberg, stop trying to be cool. Like, Facebook was awesome for a hot minute because it was what it was, and everybody wanted to be a part of it 15 years ago. Like, the, the amazing thing about this is every social media outlet out there, Twitter has stayed true to its original user functionality. Twitter is today with more characters, but Twitter is today what it was back then when, when, when Twitter was, you know, one of like the big three or the big four or whatever. Now, like Twitter remains Twitter, but Facebook or Meta, I mean, Instagram was beating the brakes off of Facebook. So Mark Zuckerberg buys Instagram, right? TikTok beating the brakes off of Instagram. So Mark Zuckerberg creates reels to be like, okay, guys, this is just as cool when it's a knockoff brand. It's Dr. Thunder to Dr. Pepper. And now you're going to get the same thing with, with, with threads trying to be Twitter. I, it just, it, and I, I will go to Twitter to get my tweets. I don't need Mark Zuckerberg to try and reinvent something else. And it's an interesting take, and we'll see. I just have the way Elon Musk has been driving Twitter into the dirt, it's going to be harder and harder to want to continue to to look at Twitter. And if Meta has this new little shiny toy that is where everyone's going to move to, if all the content creators and everybody goes to, to threads, well, we'll have to see. I mean, Reels didn't stop TikTok, to be sure. So we'll see. We'll see. Brian, thanks so much for joining us here on Tech Gumbo. My pleasure. And we want to thank General Informatics for sponsoring our show. 
General Informatics is an information technology firm with a mission, and that mission is to make our clients even more successful through the best use of technology. Based in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, General Informatics is a premier IT managed services provider delivering exceptional managed IT solutions to a diverse base of customers from Texas to the Carolinas. From the beginning, we have maintained our commitment to meeting the growing needs of our clients through the continuous use of innovation. With over 20 years of experience and a team of 120 plus employees, including technicians, engineers, programmers, and designers, GI has evolved to become the leading IT partner of businesses, schools, and government agencies. Our managed services teams can run your digital infrastructure or support your team on an on-demand basis, letting you focus on your business's strength. This has become a proven formula, so proven that 98% of our clients continue to do business with us year after year. Whether you need new IT services, new technology, or you just have a question, visit us on the web at geninf.com. And if you enjoyed our show today, we're here on Talk 107.3 FM every Saturday at 4, and the show will rerun Sunday at 4. If you missed any part of our show or you would like to hear any of the previous episodes, check out our podcast, which is available on most every platform, including Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Podcast Attic, Overcast, Player FM, and more. And when you're there... Be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified every time a new episode is posted. If you like our show, if you have some suggestions or want to submit a question, let us know by visiting our website, techgumbo.net. Thank you for listening to Tech Gumbo.